Hi, I'm Brandon. And I'm Megan. For years, we were stuck in a rut, always complaining that nothing ever changed for us. And then we realized, if we wanted to improve our lives, we had to put in the work. Each week on this podcast, we'll get into an aspect of personal growth, relationships, or just life. Through our own experiences and guest interviews, we hope to inspire you to make your own positive changes. Welcome Welcome to to the the Fools in Love Podcast. Podcast. Well, welcome back. So we actually just got back from the Rise Business Conference. For those of you who don't know, we've been long been followers of Rachel and Dave Hollis and many of the speakers that we got the chance to see. And we knew that once they said Rise Business Conference was coming, and not only was it coming, but it was going to be in Charleston, South Carolina, which just happens to be four-hour drive from the Raleigh-Durham area, which is where we live, we knew we had to go. Yeah, we definitely knew we had to go. We packed the car, had Brandon's parents come watch the kids, and we were off. Yeah, and again, we knew it was going to be great. We love all the speakers. We follow all of them. But honestly, the conference completely blew us away. I mean, even after the first day or two, I was like, you know, it's good. It's good. I really like it. And I'm not trying to say anything about it. But by the last day, me and Meg drove away with so many lessons learned and so many things that we were like, we have to record an episode. There are too many great nuggets and pieces of information that our audience would love. So our goal today, our intention today is to talk about the top things we learned from Rise Business and hopefully give you a little bit of a taste of what it's all about and give you some practical tips moving forward. It was three days of intense teaching. And when I say intense, I mean 12-hour days with only a lunch break intense. And actually, day two was quite the insane day. So we ended up there at probably about 7.30. It started at 9, but you got there early. Um, So about 6 or so p.m., it was still not done. And they were just giving us everything they could think of. The original ending time listed was 5 p.m., but they had already warned us, like, hey, we're not going to be done at 5. So there was another person up on stage with Rachel Hollis, and they said something about the last question. Well, Brandon and I thought that was going to mean the last question before we were let out for the night. So we were like, let's just beat the crowds and leave. So we left. We went and got dinner about an hour later. It was probably about 7.30 at night at this point. We get back in our car after we'd run a few places, and we realize everyone is just now leaving the conference. So apparently, after the guests left the stage, Rachel went back to teaching and continued on for like another hour. So that was crazy. That kind of shows the level of commitment that they had towards this conference and what they were trying to accomplish there. So with that said, let's talk about what we learned at Rise Business. Yeah, let's jump right into it. So number one was to stop thinking about the money and to start thinking about the value. So often we get stuck on, especially when you're talking about business, if you're in a small business or you work for a company, oftentimes you focus on money. You just focus on the dollar at hand, what you can make, how much you can get, and you really don't focus on one, why you're doing it, and two, what value you're adding for the people that you're interacting with. And a lot of times I think we are starting out thinking about the value, but over time, as money comes up, I think most people, 
I think many people start to think a little bit more on the money side and get caught up in that where you start to lose the focus and the values that you started out with. So I don't even remember who came, like who actually was speaking on this, but whoever it was was talking about this and it just really resonated that, you know, sometimes you get kind of caught up in the money side and you lose your intention and what you really started out to do. Yeah. And I think it wasn't just one person. I mean, the reason we chose this one to start it out with is more often than not, they were all speaking to this and really speaking to if you want to be rich, if you want to get to your goals as far as money goes, you don't focus on the money. And I think the reason a lot of them let off with that is because you focus on them and where they're all at and where they've all come from. And you think, man, if I could only achieve this dollar amount, But really, if you're focusing on things where you're adding value, where you're actually making people's lives better, where you're focusing on things maybe in your company that makes people's lives better, really that happiness factor comes in. Because when you get to the end, if all you've been focusing on is money, then you're not going to be happy. And that was kind of the point. Another takeaway. Yep. Helping people is definitely key. So should we move on to number two? The next one we learned was, if you confuse, you lose. And I thought this one was super powerful because I know that at times I've gotten so excited and so caught up in what I think is important about what I do that I just start talking a mile a minute and I don't even think like, this is a complete stranger who has no clue what I'm even talking about. Do I need to take a step back? And almost always for most of us, the answer is yes. (laughs) Like for instance, at this conference, every time somebody would stand up and talk about what they do, they wouldn't just say, I'm a blank they would give this long, huge backstory about like what they do. And by the end of it, Rachel Hollis would be like, okay, so I think you do this. And like sometimes you'd be right and sometimes you'd be wrong. But we get to this like thing where we all want to just say all the things about it. And although she wasn't talking in that context, I think that's important because if you do confuse somebody, you could absolutely lose them and lose their business. Right. And when you're focusing on business, that's exactly the point. You want to sell them. And I'm sure everyone's heard of the elevator pitch and you want to have something together. But I think we focus so often on getting as much information as fast as we possibly can and talking really fast and letting them know what you do that you scare people away. And at the end of it, they don't really know. Like the example they used is they're like, someone's like, oh, what do you do? And they're like, oh, well, I'm a dolphin trainer, but I, t- I pair dolphins with unprivileged youth and blah, 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 blah. And it's like this big, long story. And by the end of it, you're like, wait, what? And you could just stick with one sentence of what you do, period. And then if they ask additional questions, basically, they'll tell you what they want to know. The point is, when you're talking about your business, you want to give information up front, but you want someone to be able to ask the questions because like Meg said, you're going to answer for what you think they want to know when that might not at all be what they want to know. And by the time you get to the place where they have something you want to know, they've already tuned you out or they're just confused altogether. Yeah. And my dad said something a million years ago that stuck with me and it kind of relates to this. He would be like, Megan, when you schedule somebody for an appointment, you don't say, yeah, the schedule's open. When do you want to come? He always said, Megan, you tell them you have Thursday at one o'clock or Friday at eight o'clock. Which one do you want? Or whatever two appointments are. Give them two choices because the more information and the more flexibility you give them, the more they can't make a decision, the more it confuses them. And so even something as simple as scheduling an appointment kind of sticks with me in that regard because I just always think, okay, so I got to give people two, two choices or it'll confuse them. 
Yeah. And I think it even goes for, I mean, they were, this was obviously a business conference, but it goes for anything. I mean, if you just sit there and start rambling off all of this information, like people are going to tune you out. I think they say the typical person's attention span is like t- 10 seconds or something, seven to 10 seconds, at least for younger kids. Like, and I think that has a lot to do with the media and the things we're taking in. But again, if you, if you don't capture their attention and let them know clearly and concisely what you do, then you're going to lose them and you're going to lose the sale or lose the business. The third thing is one of my favorites. It came from Marie Forleo and she actually wrote a book titled this as well, but it's Everything is Figureoutable. And it really goes back to everything in life, everything in business, you can figure out. Yeah, that doesn't mean you're not going to have challenges. That doesn't mean that it's not going to be hard. Trust me, it will be but you can figure it out. And that stuck with me because me and Megan have been through enough in business and in life to understand that mantra. But I didn't always used to be that way. I used to just panic and freak out. And we all know that when you panic and freak out, one, you're not really thinking clearly. And two, like in that panic mode, you're not really doing anything to figure it out or to help your cause. You're just really sitting there running around like a chicken with your head cut off. Wasting time. Wasting time and not being productive when really you need to focus on a solution. But I, I love this one. Yeah, and it came from her mom, she said, when she was young and it always stuck with her. She just said that her mom one day was like, Marie, everything is figureoutable. And she just took it to heart and just thought that for her whole life. And now she's written a book about it. Full disclosure, I have not read the book, but I think it'd be super interesting because I just love this point. I love that she believes that she can truly figure out anything she needs to know and just pass that on to all of us that it is possible to do what you need to do. Yeah. And I know just people listening out there and Marie kind of spoke to this, but like most people think they're like, yeah, but you don't know my situation. And some of you out there listening might be like, yeah, but you don't know my situation. And it's like, you're right. I don't know your situation. But the thing is, I don't have to because you have to focus in on what you need to do and you can figure it out. And I wouldn't have believed this, but I've been through enough years in our business where like there's been certain times, certain years where I'm like, is this the end? Is this the end? Is this going to be, you know, something I can't overcome. And every time that I thought that, I rose to the occasion, I leaned in to the discomfort and I came out on the other side. And I'm sure if you think back to experiences you've had in life that seemed really difficult and in the moment you felt like you'd never get out of them, when you leaned in and actually put in the work, you're still here, aren't you? Exactly. And by the way, Brandon and I run a healthcare company together. We've been working together for seven years there. So that is the company that he's referencing just a second ago. And I- The next one, which if you followed us for a minute or two, you know we're very serious about is you can anchor your goals while moving your body. And we re- really have bought into this full fold. We didn't used to be people that would move our body. I used to hear about people doing fitness. And honestly, I thought they were a little bit crazy. I was like, how could they do that? Man, I can't even run to the mailbox. I couldn't possibly move my body. But it's the idea that if you move your body... You change your mind. Yep. And that's a line directly from Rachel. But it's true. If you start moving your body, if you show yourself you can do something in fitness or in life, 
not only are you making yourself healthier, but you're creating a better mindset for yourself to be able to do a lot more critical thinking, to really get your mind moving and your body moving. Because as you move, it generally is going to stir up a lot of emotion. It's going to stir up a lot of things in your mind to get you to think about things a little bit better. So if you want to have a better chance of accomplishing your goals, then make sure you anchor those goals when you're actually moving your body. The next one was failure is the single largest information stream that exists. We actually heard a talk from Tom Bilyeu, who was the one who came up with this nugget for us. And he was basically talking about the fact that when you fail and you learn from it, that's when you're doing the most growing. Yeah. And it goes back to what a lot of the speakers were talking about. A lot of the people in the personal growth space have talked about, which is we just all fear failure. We fear it. We feel like we don't want to fail. And so really, I mean, talks us out of doing anything because you sit there, you build things up in your mind. You say, I can't possibly do this. I can't possibly go there. And then you completely talk yourself out of doing anything at all. And a lot of that comes back to fear of what people might think fear of what if you do this for your business and it's a big risk and you lose a lot of money, just anything along the spectrum. But again, fear is constantly controlling everything we do because we're all humans. We don't want to look stupid. We don't want to have people see us fail. But really what Tom was saying and what's completely true is the times where you learn the most, the times where you can get the most information is those times when you actually do fail. But he did also preface it with saying, like Meg was just saying that you not only just fail, but you learn from it and then you change what you do the next time around based on the information that you get. Because a lot of times what people do is just continue to do the same mistakes or revert back to an old behavior where they knew failure was going to happen or they just played it safe so that there's no chance that they could possibly fail, but then there's no chance they could possibly grow. And another one was consistency compounds. Basically that Habits matter, even if they don't seem like it today, over time, you're going to see the benefit because as time goes on, everything is adding to itself. Everything is making a difference slowly but surely, one step at a time. Yeah, it really took me a lot of time to learn this because I used to always focus on these big goals and look at the end game only. And then when I wasn't getting there, I would just feel a little bit sorry for myself like and think that a lot of the things that I'm doing don't actually work. It really wasn't until about a year ago when I started to become serious about my fitness, when I started becoming serious about daily gratitude, uh, just doing these daily habits over time. And I realized that like the benefit really is there. It's just not instantaneous. And so often we want the things to happen instantly. We want everything now, now, now. And really you have to be patient with yourself, put in the work, do the appropriate habits and work that in, and then you'll see the benefits later. But if you never give yourself that time, then you're never going to get there. Yeah. Like they were saying at the conference, you can stay consistent to a million things that you hate, like your job. And (laughs) you can stay there for years and you might hate what you're doing. But then when it comes to your goals, you can't stay consistent to it. You're like, put in like, three weeks and you're like, man, this doesn't work. So I guess it's time to give up or a year. It doesn't take a year to build a business. It doesn't take a year to reach a goal. Sometimes it takes a lot, lot longer and we just give up because the consistency is so hard to achieve. 
But like we're saying, or like they were saying, you know, you'll stay consistent to stupid things or things that you absolutely despise for forever. Yeah. And that was actually from Trent Shelton. He was talking about it and he was saying just that, like the whole thing with your job, like we've all worked jobs we don't like. And guess what? You showed up every day. Why? Why? Because you saw the paycheck. The problem is with your dreams, when you're looking at them, you might not immediately see a paycheck. You might not immediately see a benefit. And that's what we're talking about. You put in these habits and you don't see it immediately. And so you don't tie it back to anything. Like you can't tie it back to a paycheck. But if you're working on like a future business, a side hustle, whatever it is, you need to start seeing that as money. You need to start seeing your dreams and where you want to go as something that's a as something that's potential if you're willing to put in the work. And most of the time we don't do that because we don't see the paycheck coming in and we don't see the immediate instant gratification. Yeah, and they were talking about like you have to think what is going to happen if you don't show up. Now, for us right now, for instance, we'll use this we'll use we'll use Fools in Love podcast. If we don't show up for the podcast, Yes, it would affect the people who listen, but the bigger world is not going to be affected. So the things that it would affect right now, it would affect our marriage because we would know we weren't doing what we were supposed to be doing, that we agreed that we would do together. It would affect what our children see us doing because at least our daughter for sure knows what fools in love is and knows that we're working on it. And so she would see that we weren't doing it. And all these things might not have an immediate effect, but if we didn't show up, they would begin to notice. If we didn't show up and do the work, then it would be something that we felt we had given up on. Yeah, that's so right. Because the issue is that, like Meg was saying, you don't show up. Like, And, what's, and who's it going to affect? And most of us think it won't affect anything because nobody cares and it doesn't matter. But it does matter. Your dreams do matter. The things you're working on do matter. If I show up every day to a job that I hate and I complain about it, but then I do nothing to fix it, then everyone around me is going to see that that's a behavior. I'm teaching my kids that that's a behavior that you should stick with. Like, well, if you have a job that you don't like, you should just stick around and stay with it and that your dreams aren't, basically your dreams aren't worth it. One of the speakers was telling a story where like if your kid's looking at you and you're telling them they can go out and do whatever they want and they can be the person they want to be, but then you're not modeling that for them, then they're going to be like, well, why aren't you doing that? Why haven't you gone out and done it? If it's possible, then why are you going to a job you hate every day? Why are you doing it? And the fact is, again, going back to the paycheck, we think that it doesn't matter. We think that whatever we're trying to achieve doesn't matter because it's not real enough to us. That's the problem. It's not real. It's a dream. It's out there. But if we don't do it, nobody really cares. And, you know, maybe we weren't going to achieve it anyway. And then you start with the negative down talk. But really, it does matter because one of the speakers said, make decisions your future will thank you for, not hate you for. And that's really powerful with me because you want to make decisions today that in the future, you're not going to regret that in the future, you're going to be like, wow, I am so happy that I did that. I am so happy that I chose to step out of my comfort zone. I am so happy that I chose to take the risk. I'm so happy that I didn't stay at that job I didn't like or whatever it was and really thank yourself for that rather than having a lot of that regret. Absolutely. And by the way, we're not telling you to quit a job you hate when you have nothing else lined up. Please don't be stu- please don't be stupid. Some people that might work for, but the vast majority of us should not just leave a job we hate because we got to go pursue a dream. Do it the smart way, build it slowly, and then go quit the job you hate. Another one was don't let the opinions of others make you limit your dreams. Now, there are always going to be haters, but don't let them make your decisions on your dreams. 
Yeah, I loved actually Ed Milet gave a perfect example of this. And he's like, he was watching a movie in the theater and he said he always waits to the end. It's just his thing. He was just telling a funny story that after a movie is over, he sits in the theater and he watches the closing credits. And he said it gets to the, you know, the first people and you see like the the Tom Hanks, the whatever, the top actors are there. And then it gets to the end and it's like stuntman A, cab driver B. And he said you're letting cab driver B call the shots on what your movie's going to look like. It ha- like you're letting people who are irrelevant to the movie make the decisions on your life and it goes the same with your dreams. You're letting someone on the sideline who's barely involved make a decision or the thought of what they might say about a decision you make change the way you're doing things. Guys, it's cab driver B. He doesn't even have a name. He can't be the one that gets to call your shots. Right, but they were like, he told a story about this lady he met who said that this girl that she knew in high school that she's friends with on Facebook, and we all know how many Facebook friends we have, might think something about what she's trying to do or have something to say, and so she like wouldn't do it. And it's like, that sounds crazy, and you can laugh about that, but psychologically, we all have people around us that we feel like might have an opinion, so we're limiting ourselves and we're limiting sharing our dreams with them. 100%. And the fact is, not everyone will understand your dreams. And that's okay. That is okay. There's a lot of things that me and Meg love and a lot of things that we have made decisions on and a lot of things that we're trying to pursue that I promise you, no one around us understands. A lot of them probably think we're crazy. But we don't base what we do on the opinions of other people. Because again, you want to do something today that your future is going to thank you for. Not do, not have a lot of regret later based on the opinions of Crab Driver B. <laughs> and we have learned and the conference reiterated that we are not going to lower our ambitions just because the people around us don't understand. Right. And, and most people really, at the end of it, are looking at themselves. They're thinking about how will it affect them. So if you get to a place where you find people that don't support you, they either one, don't understand, or two, they're really wondering how it's going to limit them, how it's going to affect them, and how are you going to look at them if they improve their life. A lot of times, honestly, just to be real, it gets to a place where people see you doing something that maybe they wanted to do and they regret not doing, but they don't have the drive. They don't have the ambition. They can't push past the fear to reach for it. So they want to pull you back down. And I've heard the story before. Um, and I think Dave Hollis said it at the conference, but lobsters, if they're in a boiling pot, the, all the lobsters are in the pot. If one of them tries to get out and is almost getting out, the other lobsters don't boost it out. They pull it back and down into the pot because ultimately people want to pull you back down to where they are so they can feel better about themselves and you can die down there with them. And that's exactly how it works in life. Ooh, preach it. <laughs> and the next one came from Miss Rachel Hollis herself and she was talking about the four H's and an O. And the four H's in a know were humility, hard work, health, honesty, and optimism. Now, humility is obviously being humble, making sure that you are not thinking you are all that in a bag of chips because that is not how you're going to lead and grow your dreams successfully. 
Right. Yeah. I mean, most people, it's great to feel great about yourself. I'm not saying that. So I would never want to bring anyone down, but don't be so full of yourself that you can't ask for help, that you can't get the resources and understand that other people might know better than you or might have more knowledge than you that you can take. But if you're sitting there thinking, you know, it all, there's no way you can possibly grow. And certainly there's no way you could possibly lead other people if you always have to be the person that's right. Yeah. And if you secretly don't think that you have it all together, but you're, you've got this persona about you that you know it all, then you won't ask for the help that you need. And that's not going to get you any further. If you just pretend you know everything and you can't say, hey, I don't know this one, you're going to be struggling and there's no reason for you to. Use your resources, re- use the people around you, say, hey, I need some help here. And guess what? They'll rally around you and you'll get the answers you want. Yeah, moving on to hard work. I mean, the fact is, we all know in theory that you need to work hard, but most of us don't act that way. A lot of times we look at other people, we compare ourselves to other people, we see where they're at, and we think they just had it easy. They just had it given to them. It just fell into their lap. But the fact is, behind all the people that you look at and admire, becomes a lot of hard work, comes a lot of things that you just don't want to take into account because. You just want to use the excuse that they're just got it handed to them. Yeah, maybe a select few people did, but most people had to put in that hard work. And I've heard a lot, and it is true, there's no substitute for hard work. You got to be able to put in the work and be able to hammer down. And one of the things that I love that Rachel said was before she had a lot of employees, when she was a solopreneur, when she was very early on in her company, she worked about 60 to 70 hours a week. Now that they have over 60 employees at the Hollis company, she works 60 or 70 hours a week. It doesn't go away like this, this vision and this feeling that like they either got there just by luck or they got there. And once they got there, they could lay off the pedal, the gas pedal and move on. It's just not true. You have to be able to put in the work. Yep. And then there's health. And that is making a commitment to yourself that you are going to eat the right foods that make your body feel strong, that keep your actual body healthy, and making sure you're putting in some hours of movement, making sure that you are not sitting on the couch every night like we used to do, so that you can actually be a physical best self. Yeah, and really that goes on to the next one, which is honesty. You have to be honest with yourself at where you're at. You have to be able to assess yourself because if you're going to hold yourself at a really high regard, you need to be honest that maybe not all things are there. Maybe you are moving your body every day. Maybe you are really healthy, but maybe you're not really putting in the work that you need to put in to get to the place in your business that you want to get. Maybe you're not putting the place in your relationships that you want to get, and then you're expecting a result that you're not willing to put in the effort with. You got to really look internally because no one else can tell you what you're thinking other than you. And that's really hard to hear because we so much focus on the opinions of others. But unless you're willing to be honest with yourself, and again, going back to the humility, going back to asking for help, going back to, am I really working hard enough? I think when we look at ourselves, we're the only people who can really give ourselves an honest assessment at where we're at because we're the only ones in our own mind. And then speaking of your mind, optimism. You have to be optimistic. You cannot walk around thinking that this thing won't work. You can't think walk around thinking that these people around you won't work. There has to be some optimism. There has to be a positive mindset. You have to break past the 
the inclination in your soul to think that every single thing is just the end of the everything and you have to be able to see forward and see past. Yeah, and this actually leads right into our next point, which is dream audacious dreams. And really what that means is dreaming dreams that are bigger than anything you can really imagine. Because I know for me, when I dream dreams, I I think about what's really realistic. Not so much where I want to go, but what I think realistically I might potentially be able to get to. And it's really like, as I'm saying it, it's just that really limiting talk. Even when you're dreaming, and I'm using my hands in quotes, is you're like, well, maybe I could maybe get there. So I guess I'll put that down. But you don't really push the envelope and be like, and and call your shot, which is what they were talking about. Call your shot. Babe Ruth this thing. Tell yourself where you're going and do that daily so you know like what you're trying to do. Yeah. At the conference, we had to basically write out a list of our biggest dreams. And then we were encouraged to go bigger, like not play it safe on the paper that we were writing out. Because like Brandon was saying, we all have a tendency to just think in like what could kind of maybe be possible, not practically impossible. So we did have to do that where we wrote them out as big as we possibly could. And another important thing about dreaming audacious dreams is that you have to understand that it won't happen overnight. And that goes back to consistency compounds a million times over. If if you don't have the consistency, if you don't show up every single day, if you can't be willing to put in years of work, then it might not happen. You have to be able to see past the the temporary pain for the bigger reward and keep going. Yeah. And the biggest thing that Rachel said is don't get overwhelmed by everything and then do nothing. Mm-hmm. Like she said, you know how you do it? You know how you get past even the difficult things we were talking about earlier? You just take one step and then another and then another. And my favorite critique for myself is you try to do it all in one day and it's not it's just not realistic. A lot of the dreams, a lot of the things you're putting in a structure to get there and that comes back to the habits too, but it's not just going to happen. It's not just going to happen. And so you got to be realistic. But also, you got to push yourself beyond your 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 current mindset, your current feelings, and you really got to push bigger. Another really important lesson that we learned at Rise Business was that time is not limitless. And that seems like a dull kind of statement, but really, we all kind of operate like that, don't we? Where, you know, if you don't do something right now, it's fine because you can tackle it later when when things are less busy, when things calm down, when the kids are a little bit older, when there's maybe a little bit more money in the bank account. There's five bazillion reasons where it's not right now. And that translates into feeling like time is, is not limitless, that we just can do it later. And that's not always the case. Right. It really goes back to what are you really trying to do? What are the goals you're trying to do? And why are you trying to do that? Like, think about all of your goals, like we talked about with the last thing. Like, why do you want to get there? There must be reasons. Is it for your family? Is it for yourself? Are there things? If, are, there, are there ways? Do you hate your job? Are there reasons you're trying to get to where you want to go? And then understand that, like, you can't afford to just keep waiting. And I'm so guilty of this. So this kind of points the finger at myself. I'm so guilty of being like, well, we can just get to that next week or, well, now might not be the best time for whatever reason. But really, time is not an unlimited resource. It's going to run out. And so, again, you don't want to get to a place where you're going to regret it later. Like, stop putting it off. Stop putting it off. 
Because one of the most important things is why do you need to be on your A game right now? And for me, I'll give it to you. I have a family that needs me to be on my A game. I have a family that needs me to get them to a place that needs me to show them how to lead. I have a staff. I have employees. I have a team. They need confidence in me. They need to see me showing up and be a role model for them. Because if you are a boss, if you are a leader, if you are a family, if you're a parent, it starts at the top. You got a role model that you got to trickle that down to everyone else by showing them how to do it. And if you're showing them that, well, you'll just put it off for later and later, then how are you really showing up for them? Yeah, that's such a great point. We really do need to think about why we're doing something. And if it's the actual time to put something off, or if we're just trying to procrastinate and do it later for no real reason other than laziness. And there are certain times when you know you can't do everything at once, of course. But we do need to make a better effort, at least us personally, to realize that, hey, you know, we might just have today. And if we just have today, is that going to be good enough? If it's not, if the answer is no, then we better get to work because we don't know how long any of us will have. And if we want to make a positive impact on this world, it's time to get to work. That's real. And one of, that actually reminded me as you were saying that one of my favorite things was from Brendan Bruchard. And he said he has something posted next to his computer at work. And every day he reflects on this. It's three things. Did I live? Did I love? And did I matter? And really, it's it's a reflection thing to say, like, did I, did I make a difference today? And like Meg was saying, if it was your last day, are you going to be happy with where it ended? And most of us, if we're being honest, if we go back to that honesty piece... The answer is no, but that's okay because also Brendan Burchard said that every day that you wake up is a fresh start. And I would argue that you don't even have to wait to the morning for that fresh start. As you're listening to this right now, in your car on the way home, in the morning as you're getting ready, you can decide to make a decision to make your life better. Uh, Me and Megan are honestly living proof of that. The only reason we're doing this podcast, the only reason we're doing a lot of things we are and put a lot of this positive structure in our life is because we simply said, Today is the day we no longer are living that way. We understand we're unhappy, but we're going to take control of our own lives and go out there and make it happen. Yeah, this podcast is an example of this for sure. I mean, you appeared in my doorway one day at work out of the blue. and You're like, hey, um, I'm going to start a podcast. And I was like, oh, yeah, let's do that together. I don't know what it'll be about. And this was born. We just decided we wouldn't wait. A couple weeks later, We had our first episodes up and we were on iTunes. We didn't wait. We knew this was important. We knew this is what we wanted to do. And so we decided, hey, why not today? Right. And it went not only from us sitting there saying, we're going to make that decision. Like Meg said, it seems simple to be like, well, yeah, sure, we're going to do a podcast. But it was more than doing a podcast. It changed everything. It changed everything. It gave us a passion. It gave us a vision for the future. It gave us a mission to work on. It went well beyond what we ever could have imagined. But again, we didn't just think that, hey, we could just do it tomorrow. And if we did, the tomorrow would have become next week and next week would have become next year. And next year would have been 10 years down the road where we looked back and said, hey, remember that time I want to do a podcast and never did it and lived with a life of regret. That's never any place we want you to be. So don't limit yourself because time is not limitless. Now, with all that being said, We went to Rise Business with a lot of high expectations, but again, it blew us completely out of the water. 
we went for three days straight. And when we say three days, we mean 11 or 12 hour days. We have tried to pack in as much of that information that we possibly can into this episode. And we understand that it doesn't even begin to scratch the surface. But what we hope to do is give you enough information today to at least get yourself started down the path of really going out there, achieving your dreams, being a better leader, being a better business person, being a better parent, being a better husband, being a better wife, whatever it is that you're trying to be better at, we hope that you can take some of these practical steps and go out there and make it happen. Hey B, what did you think of that episode? I think it was pretty dang good. Well, what should someone do if they enjoyed these last 30 minutes? They should probably head over and leave us a review so we can reach more people. They definitely should. Guys, if you like the Fools in Love podcast, please go follow us over on Instagram at Fools in Love Podcast. We'd love to connect with you and learn more about what you'd like to hear.